Welcome to They Might Not Be Crazy, the show where we take people's hot takes and figure out why they might not be as crazy as they first sound. I am your host and devil's advocate, Dallin Cooper, and today I am joined by Joe Fingerhut, a fantastic author and speaker and mindset attitude expert and really just good friend of mine. But I have heard some things about Joe and from Joe that make me think that he might be just a little bit crazy. Joe, could you share your hot take with us today? Sure, Dallin. Good to see you. Glad to be here on your show. And in our conversation the other day, I shared that uh, I love ketchup with mashed potatoes. Now, I don't know when this will actually be published, but this is the Monday after Thanksgiving that we're having this conversation. (laughs) So I just had mashed potatoes. So did I. Much of the United States just had mashed potatoes. On Thursday, did you put ketchup on mashed potatoes? 100% I did. And I thought about you because we talked about this. And it wasn't just because of that. It was like, no, I was looking forward to it. And I'll tell you, there's a container of leftover mashed potatoes in my fridge that I'm probably going to have tonight with ketchup. So many things. Yeah, where do you want to go from here, man? Upset about right off the bat. Yeah. So I am. I just want to make it clear. I'm pro ketchup. I am. I am a ketchup person. I come from a ketchup family. When I was a kid, we put ketchup on tacos, which is a special kind of sacrilege in and of itself. I grew out of it eventually. I'm one of those anything spicier than ketchup is too spicy for me kind of people. So I already get made fun of a decent bit by my wife and her family for being excessively ketchup-y. But but even I, a a self-proclaimed ketchup enjoyer, find ketchup on mashed potatoes just a little bit unsettling. Do you get reactions like that frequently especially outside your family are people like no joe that's not okay okay so here's the thing the answer is yes but what's crazy is i've only come across these reactions recently in my life i.e in the last two or three years because i never thought it was that abnormal it's what I've always done. And so um, I, I specifically and vividly remember it was a virtual uh, presentation. And I can't remember if it was the speaker doing a presentation. I was there for the speaker or if it was a speaker doing a presentation on the interaction engagement levels that you can have. I, I didn't know if it was a how-to or a motivational. You know, I can't remember. But I do recall the speaker was like, Tell me some crazy food combinations that you like. And some people were like, let's, I don't even remember. Maybe it was pineapples on pizza. Probably some topic that you probably have covered or will cover. And I was like, huh. And I just, I don't know why I put it in there. I I put it in ketchup and potatoes. And it got, there was like, oh my gosh, Joe is just fully from a different planet or something. I'm like, wait, Really? And that was when I first, so this is just, I'm 46 at this, as of taping. And I'm like, wait, is that, is it really that hard of a take? And it also goes to my upbringing. I guess nobody says anything weird in my family because they're like, yeah, Joey does ketchup 
on his mashed potatoes. I can't even tell you if any of my family does or does not do it because I'm just like, well, if they do it, that's just that's normal to me. Yeah, it didn't even process as a thing to pay attention to. Right. It was just this is a a thing that people could do. Some people dip their carrots in ranch. Some people don't dip their carrots in ranch. Like you couldn't make a list of these are the people that dip carrots in ranch because it's it's not even worthy of note. Yeah. In your exactly. mind. And then I guess it it remains. It, it it needs to be said. I'm not a person where if there's mashed potatoes, I'm only putting ketchup on it. Like I think uh, in the actual first go around of food, I went ahead and, and put and did gravy. But then later on with the uh, with the leftovers, I was like, oh, now it's ketchup time. So does in your hierarchy of potato toppings. There's, you know, butter and salt, gravy, ketchup. Does, is there like a ranking? I mean, is it, these are all I good. put gravy on because it was on the table. If there had not been gravy, I was, I was starting to look for ketchup. And then I was like, oh wait, there might be gravy here. And so I, I did do the gravy, but I go for, it's ketchup. Ketchup would be the first choice. It was a matter, the gravy was a matter of tradition and convenience. Brilliantly like. put. You have a way with words. You should look into doing that. <laughs> yeah, almost like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, ketchup, man, that's the thing. And it's crazy. People are like, you're nuts. What are you talking about? I've been doing this for 40 years, 40 plus years. It, it is interesting. You brought up pineapple on pizza. And that's an example I've used in presentations about understanding different perspectives and how we get riled up about tiny little things. But that one, there are kind of two camps and the world is split and it's a big enough split that every pizza place offers Hawaiian pizza and yes. obviously they sell it. Otherwise, so, you know, people get upset saying, oh, some people do it this way, some people do it this way and it's fun to fight. But, but obviously there's a lot of people in both camps and it's just a matter of taste. Yours is different, and that's one of the reasons I had you on the show, because it's one of those opinions that almost universally other people consider objectively wrong. It's right. it's not like, oh... <laughs> almost universally, it's, which boggles my mind. Yeah. What it makes me think of, relevantly, is when people say, oh, you say potato, I say potato, and it's like, nobody says potato. Nobody says potato. Who says potato? It's or, not true. Or my, favorite, or my favorite pet peeve is when people... <laughs> And I'm not going to go into the path here, but just as a surface level example, in the discussion of race and what color I see and this and that, people are like, well, I don't, I don't see color. I don't care if people are, are white or black or yellow or green or purple. I always, I'm like, just stop after the white, black. And, like, there's no green or purple human. You know, <laughs> it, it's, you're wasting words. You know what I'm saying? But I get yeah, this stopped saying. being an applicable example. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So then you so, get into the logic of, oh, go ahead. I, I don't want to step over. Well, the, the point the point being that in this situation, it's not, oh, some people put ketchup on mashed potatoes and some people don't. It's there's Joe who does this thing and then there is everybody <laughs> else. <laughs> That's it. You nailed it, which is mind blowing. I just I'm like, OK, I don't I don't get it. So do you put ketchup on other unconventional forms of potatoes? 
Well, now you got to define unconventional forms of potatoes. Because to me, if it's potato, it's ketchupable. French fry. So, yeah, French fries are obvious. Easy, easy, yes, yeah. everyone will agree. Um, give me more. Um, like when you order baked a baked potato. Baked potato, of, of course. That's a candidate. Yep. Uh, chips. Like fish and chips, not potato chips. Uh, not 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 French fry chips, but like yeah, like. Well, fish and yeah, chips. Yeah, potato chips. I yeah. Yeah, not that kind. I'm talking potato chips, like Lay's, Ruffles, thin now that fried I slices would be, of potato. I would be much more inclined to have the reaction against that. Where I'm, what potatoes, potato chips, and ketchup? What? But I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, if I was in the mood. But generally, I do not put ketchup on potato chips. When you say chips, potato doesn't enter my mind. I don't know if that's a commentary on your mind or on the potato chip industry so, where they are so mind, so processed that they are no longer considered a potato. Potato chips are in the same category as snacks, which include pretzels, and I would not do ketchup on pretzels. So I wouldn't do I wouldn't do chips ketchup on chips. But so you I say that like it's such an obvious thing. Like who would put ketchup on pretzels? But I do love ketchup, and I wouldn't be opposed to just doing a little dip. I. I've probably done it before. So I have actually tried ketchup on potato chips mm-hmm. and, you know, just dip style. I think as a teenager, I thought, eh, these are yeah. all foods. And it, it was kind of like, what if I took this salty thing and then I dipped it in another salty, sweet thing. And exactly. it was like, kind of, you, it doesn't really add anything. Like there's already a lot of salt and vinegar right. going on in here. Why do we need more salt, sugar, and vinegar? Yeah. It felt overkill. Uh-huh. But I I do believe that at one point I saw my dad put ketchup on a baked potato and I had a similarly strong reaction of like this feels wrong and he said, "Why is it wrong on a baked potato and not on a french fry?" and I thought, "I don't know, but it feels wrong, dad." So <laughs> So I want to hear more of your examples of unconventional forms of potato. What else is there? I think the further we get into it, the more wrong it becomes. If you start saying, like, twice-baked potatoes. I'd have to look up what twice-baked potato looks like. <laughs> uh, it's like when you shove mashed potato back in the peel and then often put bacon and green onions. I would totally do Mix stuff on into it. Yep, I would totally do it. Ooh, that is even more unsettling to me. Because that's like making really, like, garlicky, buttery mashed potatoes and then putting ketchup on it, which feels... Incorrect. The salt aspect doesn't enter in my mind. I just taste like, yeah, I'll do it. I love ketchup. <laughs> what are what are other ways that people cook potatoes? I don't know. I mean, I think this it gets farther away from the mashed potato and ketchup combination. It does. I mean, eventually you start getting into like casseroles and soups and things where the potato stops being the item and it becomes a piece of a greater dish. And yeah, I, I don't know that I ever put ketchup into soup. I but, think that's where we'd really lose you, and I'd just give up the entire premise of the show and say, no, Joe is crazy. Joe is crazy. And, they might be crazier. Yeah, it's, Joe is crazy. Um, so do you want to get into the origins of this? Of my Yes, the, yes, that is next. So first, you have to okay. figure out what's going on with you. But Again, you're yeah, to, to dive into the background. No, no, you're, you're correct. That is where we're going next, because 
if we're going to understand people who are different than us, which in this case you are. <laughs> you, so you say. <laughs> There's going to be a listener out there who's like, it's me. I, dear listener, if you are someone who loves ketchup on mashed potatoes, please uh, write into the show. However, we do that. Go find Joe, Joe Finger Hut online and yeah. you can be new best friends. But what do you have a memory of when this first happened? If we're going to understand people who are different from us, we need to understand you and and why you feel this way and all these things. Give me your your super villain origin story. Super villain origin story. <laughs> okay. I do not remember. It's it's become such a ubiquitous and uh normal thing in my life. I don't it's not like, oh, I remember the first time. Um but I do vividly recall, so we would get served vegetables. And I wouldn't want to eat the vegetables. Green beans, corn, peas, carrots, probably spinach. Just, I'm not eating that, Mom. And what do Mom and Dad say? Oh, yes, you are. And you just fight and fight as a kid. And you just, you have that iron will. And you're like, no, I'm not going to eat it. I'm not gonna eat it. I'll eat everything else that I like here, but I'm not going to eat that. And then eventually your parents just, okay, you've ground me down. All right, two bites. Maybe even one bite. But you get, and then of course you they do the little kid thing. Maybe you have 57 peas and you're like, okay, three peas. That's a bite. No, it's not a bite. You know? And so. Yeah, I have a three year old, so I'm, I'm really feeling this you're right now. It. You're in the middle of it, right? So um, I would venture to guess because I don't recall that mashed potatoes were once in that category of foods that I didn't like and I didn't want to eat. But hey, let me just put some ketchup here. Let me just, let me just see if that makes it easier to digest because I love ketchup, hamburgers, french fries. I just, I loved ketchup. Whenever the first time I got ketchup, I was in. I was all in. And so I put some ketchup on it. And then it was like, oh my gosh. And to be honest, when I was a kid, and I don't know if you were like this, I think kids and human, humans, we make decisions based on what it looks like. I know that I didn't like, there's certain foods I didn't like just based on the way it looked. And I know that I probably looked at vegetables and like, yeah, I don't like that, but I hadn't tasted it. And so whether I like potatoes or not, I'm sure that that first taste of a combo of mashed potatoes and ketchup. It's like, this is the answer to all of my problems. I can choose potatoes as a vegetable for my meal. I can eat a regular human helping of it, and I don't have to get yelled at. Give me some ketchup. And then at that point, I, like, I do not put ketchup now on, like, corn or peas or anything. But I'm sure... In my life, I probably used a little bit of ketchup to at least experiment and see if it would make it more, more palatable to eat those vegetables. And it stuck with the potatoes. It didn't stick with much else. Any sort of potatoes or meat, I will put it on. Not steak. I gotta have steak sauce on steak. Proper steak. Proper steak. Uh, there, there's proper steak and then there's well, improper steak. And I immediately know what you mean. Ribeye, <laughs> sirloin. Like, if you have to use a special knife to cut meat, then I want steak sauce. Yeah. So, 
I actually am almost completely in just from that backstory. Like, again, the whole premise of this is, oh, if we understand the backstory, people will seem less crazy. And this is one of the first episodes we've recorded, and so it's still all just a guess. But at least for me, the the premise worked because I am empathizing with you a lot harder now because yeah. instead of me viewing it as my personal taste preferences... I am now viewing it as a parent and I'm thinking about all the weird stuff I've done to get my kids to eat food. I mean, yeah. I've seen my kids like literally just dip their hand in ketchup that is on their burger and, or just like lick the ketchup off the burger. And just last night yes. we had meatloaf. So we oh, had meatloaf last you night. You gotta have ketchup with meatloaf. <laughs> yes. So we, <laughs> So my wife doesn't eat ketchup on meatloaf because she just doesn't eat ketchup. Uh, she doesn't eat ranch either. She, woman. My goodness. Yeah, she, she hates condiments, apparently. I believe I found some research once. I, I have to find it. But that enjoying ketchup and maybe also ranch was linked to being raised in a lower socioeconomic class. Like <laughs> The poorer you were, the more you loved ketchup. And I'm like, well, yeah, because you had to eat it for food to be palatable. Like, all your food was garbage, so you just pour cheap condiments on it okay, to make it okay. Well, yeah, T to be fair, not that she'll ever, ever, ever consume this, but we did not eat garbage. My mom provided. We always had enough to eat, and I love her cook. Just for the record. Just for the record. <laughs> um, and as far as socioeconomic levels, um. I'm blessed in that my standard descript two sentence description of my childhood, as far as economically, my parents always provided everything we needed. So we never felt poor, but we always wanted a lot more than we had. So we never felt rich. And the, the more I grow up, the more I grow, the, the deeper I get into life, the more I see that, yeah, we were probably on the lower end of things. And we got said no to a lot, but it was more like the fancy Lego set or going out to eat fast food. No, 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 no. Like my parents were very sensible and lived below their means. I don't even know if they needed to. I know they were very frugal. So that describes my upbringing perfectly. I don't know if I could use any better words. And so I always, the point of that being that I always just tease my wife that it's because she's the fancy uptown girl who grew up not eating ketchup because she's too high class for us, us peasant food, you know? Okay. Um, I, I have something. If, if you want to continue, then I'll jump in after, but I, something just occurred to me. Okay. So I, I'll get through the meatloaf reference about why I'm empathizing with you here, Okay, which is that, and we had, we had friends over some new people just moved to Cheyenne and they're about our age. And we were like, Hey, we can have them over Sunday dinner, help them get to know the area, make new friends. It'll be great. So we have these people over and we get our three-year-old some meatloaf and my wife gets out a jar of sprinkles <laughs> and she starts putting sprinkles on our three-year-old's meatloaf. And we're, I'm sitting there like, okay, wait a second. I need to explain what's happening here <laughs> because because my sister my my wife's sister is currently in England and she was eating dinner with a family in England who liked to just 
be silly and play jokes on them. And so she she had the she was eating with this family with these people and they put sprinkles on just whatever they were feeding them just to see how how her sister would react right as this this young confused american in england and so she, my sister-in-law was telling us this story probably a year or two ago right when our 3 year old was barely able to understand what was going on like barely spoke english and she was saying yeah i got invited over and had dinner with these people Last night, and they put sprinkles on meatloaf, and it was just really weird. And our three-year-old, not three then, but our our kid heard that and said, I want sprinkles on meatloaf. So the next time we had meatloaf, we said, oh, yeah, you can have sprinkles on it like Aunt Clara. It's a fun little game. And because he hasn't seen her in a while and just video calls and stuff. I was like, okay, yeah, it's, it's fun. But now here we are a year and a half later or however long it's been. And every time we eat meatloaf, he gets like five or six sprinkles on it. Because now in his mind, it is cemented, you put sprinkles on meatloaf. And you were telling that story about your childhood. And I thought, "Uh, there's going to be a 46-year-old man one day, Evan Cooper, who's going to be running around putting sprinkles on meatloaf, being like, I don't know why I do this. I've just always thought you put sprinkles on meatloaf and everyone's going to be appalled at him. And it's going to be my fault <laughs> that, that my kid has the crazy food opinion. And all of a sudden I was like, okay, Joe, you're not nuts. You yeah. were just a picky kid. Like every kid. And so as a parent, I get it. So oh, I get it. So picky. Okay. So two things, one real short thing, because I read, you know, it was probably a meme or somebody's post that they were talking about embarrassing stories and how they were like 20 something at a party and they said something about the fact that like, so, uh, gosh, these unicorns are kind of endangered and people are just like, what? And unicorn, this person had believed since they were a kid that unicorns exist and it never got to a point where somebody's like, no, actually they don't. And that kid belief just stuck with them, you know? So that makes me think of that. A, sprinkles on meatloaf. I would not begrudge that if that was somebody's deal. Like, oh no, I've been doing this since I was, you know. Um, so here's here's the thing that popped into my head that I'm just connecting the dots on this podcast with you based on that, uh, the combo with the socioeconomic level and catch up and stuff. Um, whatever socioeconomic level we were, it was not high. Like, it was not that, so, you know, we weren't out on the street or worrying about whether the lights were going to come on ever, but, so, this explains so much. I have a brother-in-law, so my sister married to her husband, brother-in-law posted on Facebook not too long ago, he said something like, oh, here's a couple um, things where me and my son agree completely, and he listed a couple, and one, like, Near the top of this list was that, like, ketchup and mustard and mayonnaise, I think, if I'm not, if I remember, were, like, unacceptable condiments, or unacceptable, and I was, like, I mean, I had a lot of thoughts. One was, you've been married to my sister for 10 years, 15 years, and I didn't know this, but that's alarming. Secondly, like, how could a human, and let's face it, I'm fairly well-traveled American. We could say American because I don't know what preferences are in other countries. I mean, I've eaten in other countries. I just don't know what their ketchup prevalence is. But like, 
I was like, how could a, an American have that? I mean, this is, they might be crazy, right? However, exactly. the light that you just signed, Dallin, is based on socioeconomic levels. This same brother-in-law refused to name their first kid after him and therefore make it make that kid either a third or a fourth in line uh because that's yes. that's the culture and the the uptown what you said the uptown girl that's the family that he came from and i have come to know that he came from fairly wealthy well-to-do family and so that would explain no catch up yeah and Again, I, I don't know if that study is even real or how ubiquitous it is. And obviously it'd be it'd be broad generalizations, but I can at least look at a handful of people in my life and say, if you grew up poorer comparatively, you are much more likely to be very pro ketchup, <laughs> uh pro ranch, heavy on butter or lard or seasonings and a lot of things like that than people who I guess just had had more opportunities to be one choosy with their food or two get very very nice food and get very because there's a difference between oh this is a nice you know you were saying about your your mom like she made good food my mom also made good food but it's like Mom made this food, and this is the food. Right. And, like, this is the food for the day and probably for a couple days of leftovers and different yes. combinations. And there's a huge difference between a home-cooked meal by a an average to maybe slightly above average cook, just, you know, a normal cook, and we get the best food from the nice restaurants, and we get takeout a lot, and... Like, that just develops different flavors and expectations because if you ever watch how people in restaurants cook food, it is aggressively seasoned with a lot of things. Right. But it is, it, it often isn't like, oh, we're going to pour ketchup and ranch all over this. It's like, yeah. oh, here's your vinaigrette and your your aioli. And your, it's like just fancier words than you get used to using. And I don't know, it might all just be like a, a subconscious mind game thing, but it feels anecdotally a little bit true. I'm down with saying it feels anecdotally true. And the funny <laughs> that's thing the level is, of research I'm putting in here. Yeah, that's good. No, that's good. And it, it remains to be, it needs to be said also that like, I think you mentioned, you know, my mom, good cook. She is a good cook. She provided like, as I get older, I start to realize, as I've had other meatloafs and other chilies, that I was like, oh. I And so I will say that meatloaf and chili were on the middle of the road to lower level of preference for me. And I just thought, I'm not a chili person. I'm not a meatloaf person. Well, as it turns out, I'm not necessarily a my mom's meatloaf or my mom's chili person. Now, my mom's rigatoni manicotti, whew, I'll put that up against anybody. Other, there's a couple other dishes, right? So it's like you make the best of what your situation is or, you you know, a lot of us do. And so it was like, well, 
I don't have to prepare the food. I get to eat. I like this food. I'm going to like this food. I like mom's food. And what does mom's food include? Oh, ketchup. I love ketchup. Because <laughs> it was an option. Well, I am probably not going to be putting ketchup on my mashed potatoes, but I definitely feel I have come around to understanding you better. I have two interesting thoughts. One, I am not positive, but I am fairly sure I saw ketchup-flavored potato chips when I was in China. Oh, you're talking about other 100%. countries' things. I bought them. You can buy those yeah. in Japan as well. Yes. So that's... Oh, yeah, you live in Japan. I forgot about that. I taught English in Japan for three years. Yeah, um, that's... Can I no, I never saw ketchup in China, but I saw ketchup-flavored snacks in China. And the thing is, when you ask for ketchup, like if you do, let's say if you go to a McDonald's or, or, or any place that serves um, French fries and you ask for ketchup and they just bring out this this tiny, tiny little saucer, just a little bit, and it's just like... Where's the jar? <laughs> like, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be, you know, like, let's get this out. Yeah. What are we talking about here? We need to douse the fries in ketchup, not clearly not American, touch, which, you know, could explain a lot of uh, American sizes. But yeah, I have some <laughs> ketchup flavored uh, chips. That was one thought you had. You had another one, I think. Uh, the other one was a question for you. You, as you mentioned, you're fairly well-traveled. You are a professional speaker, so you are all over the country at different events. Sometimes I know that those events involve you eating with clients or colleagues or other places at varying degrees of fanciness. And I know this because we were at an event this summer where I went to a dinner that I felt wildly underclassed for. Sure. And I looked around being like, I'm not fancy enough to be here. When you are at those places, do you, if ketchup is on the table or available, do you put ketchup on your mashed potatoes or do you avoid it in order to just avoid being that weird guy that came in and put ketchup on mashed potatoes. I will direct you back to the Thanksgiving conversation in that okay. if there's mashed potatoes, what that implies is there's a buffet. And I immediately flash to the buffets that I've been a part of at events, whether it was a DJ or an MC at a wedding or something, or the occasional, uh, I will say it's rare at my speaking engagements that there's a necessarily a buffet, but um, if there is mashed potatoes at a buffet, then more than likely somewhere nearby, there's a container of gravy. And I just go with that. Um, I'm not a, I have to have ketchup on my mashed potatoes. Therefore, can I speak to the manager? Can, can you get me a bottle of ketchup at the table 12? You know, I'm not that. If it's there, I might, but no... I, I wish I had some dramatic story to tell you. They're like, oh, yeah, I blew them away with this keynote. And then they saw me put ketchup on the mashed potatoes. They we're never hiring you again, Joe. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think most people are that shallow. I was mostly just wondering if if you were in any way self-conscious about it, thinking, oh, I don't, I don't want to go into this today. Or if it was like, you know what, cool, whatever happens. If mashed potatoes 
R were available somewhere, I would not have any shame at all just putting some ketchup on the side. And, you know, I feel like I should have said this a half hour ago or whenever we started. I don't take ketchup and just douse it. And I don't, it's like when you put gravy, you kind of really heap it on the mashed potatoes. I don't do that with ketchup. Ketchup is on the side. I dip it, you know, it's there, but it's not like potatoes are still the main dish. And I would have no problem, no matter what company I was in, I would like to think, just ketchup. Yeah, this is what I do. Want to try? I respect that. I'm a little bit, I've been envisioning it all wrong. I was definitely envisioning pouring some in and then mixing it up until your potatoes were all an unsettling pinkish red no, color. So no. that's the yeah, the, the ketchup on the side and then dipping makes it both a little weirder, but also more palatable and less unsettling just as a food appearance texture thing. So that's, yeah, that's a nice thing to get here at the end. Yeah, I know that again, that probably should have been something we, you know, clarified at the beginning. But if I did that, it, that makes me think of, you know, when you have uh, chocolate and vanilla ice cream and you mix them up and mix it and it, it just becomes like a soup and then you're not drinking, you're not eating ice cream anymore. I would not want mashed potato ketchup ice cream. I don't want, I want ketchup here, potatoes here. We'll dip it a little bit. Eventually they mix a little bit at the end, you know, and then you just, you know. Yeah. All right. Hash, hash browns. Well, Breakfast. Oh, hash browns. I love ketchup on hash browns. Yeah. I'm That's actually down for ketchup on hash browns reasonably. Yeah. Yeah. That um, is a potato. I'll even throw, if I get an egg McMuffin or something, I'll, I'll put a, maybe dab a little ketchup on there too. That feels reasonable enough in all um, the things you know, we talked about. Okay. So when I was a kid too, ketchup related, uh, peanut butter and jelly, standard, nothing to do with ketchup there. Uh, ham and cheese, standard, no ketchup there, but I would put a piece of, I guess, salami, bologna, bologna, in between two pieces of bread, you put some ketchup on the bologna, that's a sandwich for me, I probably haven't had that in 30 years, but that would be a, I love your face, <laughs> that feels like a little kid sandwich, yeah, it is, you know, that feel, yeah, that feels like a, you, you outgrow it at, in college, at least, yeah. type sandwich, where you're like, oh, I can do better than that. And then to kind of probably tie a loop on this whole conversation, um, just we touched on traveling. In the eight years after college, I went to 30 countries on six continents. And that process itself helped me expand my tastes. Up until that point, I could not physically eat spicy food. Physically, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. But then I got to Europe. I got to Asia, and Asia specifically. And now, like, I love eating spicy foods. I love trying different things, you know, vegetables and meats and combos. And I'm so far from that little kid that was like, I need ketchup to force this down. And, um, and thankfully, because I was able to meet and marry this wonderful beautiful Japanese woman who's an amazing cook. My kids have excellent tastes. They are not that picky. And thankfully, they aren't as ketchup dependent as I ever have been. So I'm in a good place in my life, Dallin. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, that, that was poetic, Joe. Absolutely wonderful. I think that I can feel pretty confident. I don't know about our listeners thinking that perhaps 
that one behavior is a little bit weird, but definitely not crazy. If we have a listener, or not necessarily, but if we have a listener who either identifies and thinks, wow, Joe's got it figured out, I also love ketchup on all the potatoes, or a listener who thinks that you are an absolute heathen and needs to be told personally what a heathen you are, where can people find you on the internet to learn more about what you're doing? JoeFingerHut.com, J-O-E, finger like on your hand, H-U-T, FingerHut, JoeFingerHut.com on on the web, and then at JoeFingerHut on all the socials. Bring it on. I'm a heathen. Tell me I'm a heathen. I I don't mind. All right, go tell Joe what you think about his weird food tastes, and go to dallincooper.com or any of my social media things if you have a hot take, a weird opinion that you think might make me think that you are crazy. Let's see if that almost made sense. Joe, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Had a blast with you today, my friend. You're welcome, Dallin. Good to see you. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Let's do this again soon.